0: Welcome to The Lost Previews, where we're going to be checking out preview chapters for The Lost Metal, fourth Mistborn Era 2 novel. I'm Danielle with the 17th Shard, also known as Fell Candy, And with me is my co-host, Marvin.
1: Hi, I'm Felio.
0: So the fourth book of Wax and Wayne series, of course, Mistborn Era 2, is coming out this November. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing two chapters that Brandon Sanderson has read um, of The Last Metal, which is available on Arcanum at wab.coppermind.net, in case you needed to find the transcript. Uh, keep in mind, this series will have *Misborn* spoilers, of course, and sometimes some greater Cosmere spoilers as well. Uh, let's dig in. Um, So for chapter one, we have Detective Maracy and Constable Wayne in the Ellendale sewers. Um, They're searching for an underground cavern where they believe a gang is uh, making its lair and Maracy believes that they're being supported by the set. Uh, We see that Milan has been around with Wayne. They had a relationship, but she's been kind of absent and she told him that they needed to break up. So Wayne had to talk it through with a woman of good repute. Um, They later, as they're following in the sewers, find this metal door that had been pried open and then recently used. So they go in and that's where chapter one ends.
1: I mean, it does, we don't have much happening here, but a lot of dialogue, and I really like how um, Wayne and Marasi play off each other there. Like, I had my doubts whether they would work as a as a pair of detective or like as a yes yeah, partners, but they really work here. I find.
0: I absolutely agree. I noticed in the chapter that um, Wayne was talking all. Sad about how no one wants him around, and that Wax has left him because he's so fancy now, and um, and then Maracy goes, "You're the best partner I've ever had," and then Wayne's like, uh, "Only partner." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although she technically had another partner apparently at some point. True, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> but that didn't seem to last very long. Uh, from I feel nice. like their
0: friendship is their friendship is blossomed into a real friendship, and she's learned how to deal with his antics. Oh so yeah, that's definitely. really nice to yeah.
1: see. Yeah, I really like like uh, when um, he was talking. I don't know uh, that he is more like a sixteen-year-old due, due to his uh, youthfulness and whatever. When when he when he says Milan is like what uh, a thousand years old when she isn't. And like when Maraisan said, yeah, more because of your humor or whatever, because you think like a kid. And I felt like that was a very different, a little different from how Wax and um, Wayne interact. Because with Wax and Wayne, it's almost like he's almost like a father figure for Wayne, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of. So um, it's uh, not as light, uh, yeah, uh, as light the interactions and more, and Mm -hmm. Wax doesn't choke. Around quite as much as I feel like Marasi did here. Like she, she really goes in on the jokes and, and, and humors Wayne. Yeah,
0: and she's pretty young too. So I mean, yeah. way younger than Wax. So she's got more of a, that youthful energy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Definitely. Yeah, but it's good to see that she's like a full detective now. Um, yes. I, like, uh, sh- uh, I mean she said she didn't really or that, didn't expect him to do so much paperwork or whatever it was uh, as a detective, but I feel like she really enjoys it uh, actually and yeah i I just loved her in this full detective mode here mm-hmm
0: and that Wayne is actually an official constable, I thought that was kind of neat. He mm-hmm. wasn't just, you know, a, a contracted or deputized person.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about time that he became one yeah. after <laughs> three books. Yeah. <laughs> all these things happened over a six-year time skip now. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, uh, it, uh, it didn't feel charming to me at all that uh, mm-hmm. it was six uh, years, like at least for now, it doesn't feel charring uh, when I compare it to Rhythm of Four, where we had only one year time skip. It isn't that different, really. Um, mm-hmm. It's even a little less so, I feel, because uh, a lot happened in those uh, in that one year in uh, Rhythm of Four, and less so in these six years. I feel like we are still relatively where we left off with these characters.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was nice to see them kind of catch us up in their mm-hmm. conversations. Um, so we see, you know. Uh, Milan having some kind of mission from Harmony that she needs to go to, and she was kind of being a little distant from Wayne to begin with. Um, and then they even mentioned that Wax was—he uh, was—he had a new role mm-hmm. as kind of a politician and being yeah. fancy. So um, <laughs> it kind of catches us up while they're talking, which was really nice.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, Bren handled that well. Like, uh, it didn't feel too much like it's just exposition. It was, it was a conversation Mm -hmm. that they had and, um, they could bring it up naturally. Yeah. I've actually been, been a little surprised that Milan and Wayne's relationship went on for that long, even (laughs) because I mean, I'm happy for them, but in Ben's morning, it felt almost more like a fling. To me, at least, mm-hmm. uh, that Milan saw it that way. Um, but I mean, it's nice to see, I guess, that they are a, a proper couple. Although they are wow. breaking up, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> there might it might have been a little bit more rocky than we were
1: yeah. led to believe. <laughs> although I mean, I guess it it must be hard to with an uh, to to be together with an immortal being <laughs> who is constantly on missions from God, basically. That's, yeah, uh, true. Yeah. But it also fits Wayne very well in a way. (laughs) You're right. He's a little unconventional anyways. Yeah. Um, What we also learned is that they are now building, like why they even learned about this cavern is that they're building tunnels under Ilendell for Mm. trains, and that has me wondering, like, um, how much their technology has progressed in those six years? Because we know they know the southerners now, and um, mm-hmm. they have the um metal technology and the medallions, things like that. So I wonder how much of that has reached Ellendale yet, or if anything at all, if they are willing to share. Um, mm. Yeah, they've so- worked on their air travel too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guess they're going underground first now, but. <laughs> Right, <laughs> see above ground. Yeah. But yeah, because I feel like over six years you can do a lot in that regard, and um, uh, I get we won't see that my, many advancements in Lost Metal because that's uh, you can't do that much in one book, and you also need something for Era Three. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like we will see something in um, in this book, and there also was of course the blurb that mentioned some ad uh, Metal based um, technology that Wax will discover. So. Yeah.
0: Right, that's mm-hmm. true. We also um, see Wayne is kind of able to handle himself a little bit better with the uh, holding mm-hmm. guns, and he can shoot them if he needs to and stuff. I, I'm sure that some of that may have come with his training as a constable, um, yeah, but probably. it also seems like maybe he's working through his past.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that uh, it's good to see him growing there. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be like – full on guns blazing going into (laughs) things because that's also just not his style but uh, Mm -hmm. definitely good to see him improving there and uh, yeah dealing with his issues.
0: It's actually also interesting because both of them have their allomantic powers Mm -hmm. and they kind of um are opposites of each yeah, other. Yeah true, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a neat dynamic. I wonder if we're gonna see some of that play now, off of them.
1: Now that and, you mentioned it, I think we almost definitely will because yeah. it's brain we are talking about and interesting applications of his <laughs> magics is like his steel. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah. There are probably wops about what would happen if you overlaid uh different kinds of <laughs> speed bubbles, but I'm not f- familiar with any uh, right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely I feel like we are going to see something there. Um, it's too perfect mm-hmm. of a setup I was not to it do, is
0: uh, did you have anything else to say about chapter
1: one? I think the only thing that stood out to me a little or not stood out to me but um, had me interested is what exactly the set is doing in a uh, with like how they mm-hmm. are supporting this gang because um we don't really know what their plans are now that um they couldn't get whatever, the, the events of mourning, after uh, they couldn't get mm-hmm. them. Um, so they are still a very mysterious organization. And uh, they appear to operate more in the open almost, or at least have ramped up their operations quite a bit. But we still don't really know what they are after. So um, I'm interested to learn more about that.
0: Well, they're kind of more based in the outer cities, right? Mm-hmm. At least from what we've learned so far, yeah from the blurb and yeah. everything so maybe they're using these tunnels as a way to get into the city or um as Marcy was postulating maybe they're using it to uh, retreat to when they're um you know done with their you know whatever they're doing raiding or whatever mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah but yeah that's about it I think well, it didn't mm-hmm. as I said not too much happened here but interesting to catch up with the character
0: yeah yeah it was a nice and it was kind of short Mm-hmm. little
1: introductory chapter.
0: All right. Um, chapter two, we see that Steris is helping Wax prepare for a, a senator meeting. And of course, Steris being Steris, she's very well prepared, um, helping him with a checklist. And he she has uh, two copies of all of his paperwork that he needs to bring. And we see that they have two children, Maxillium, and younger sister Tindwill. beautiful names. Mm-hmm. Um, Max in typical five-year-old fashion is drawing pictures and wants Wax to bring his pictures of dogs and cats with him. And uh, it's just really cute to see them have a little family. We yeah. have a, Ma- uh, sorry, Wax, that's gonna be hard to get used mm-hmm. to. Wax goes before the Senate to bring arguments about this bill that has been uh, proposed and debated, which basically would make the Ellendale governor the, the president mm-hmm. of the entire basin. Um, he is arguing that doing so would lead to an all out war between Ellendale and the outer cities. Um, and so he counter proposes a national assembly from all the different cities. Um, He does get some booing, but not as much as I think he would have gotten at one time. Wax is worried about Set and Trell, who've been working in getting a strong foothold over the last six years. Uh, Another senator attempts to argue against Wax's points, um, and then Wax pulls out the paper that Steris provided him that he forgot, uh, with blatant evidence that the Senator and others were corrupt and basically buying each other's votes to increase their personal wealth. Um, Brandon ends the reading at this point. We're not sure if the chapter goes on, but, um, it seems like a pretty full chapter about what Wax is doing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I love, uh, is politing here. Like uh, I was, I wasn't sure how uh, it would turn out because like it's a very different lifestyle from his uh, mm-hmm. roughs uh, law um, lawman mm-hmm. and, uh, career. But I think it worked really well, and like uh, he plays to his, uh, like he uses his strength as a intimidating figure, and like all the story all these stories about him <laughs> to his uh, advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: another thing that i really like about that um he he kind of found his groove as this political mm-hmm. member of society uh, it, but he's he's leaning on his gunslinger persona and then not only that but he approaches the debates as a gunslinger mm-hmm. would a yeah. lawman would um he says things like uh, you waited to aim well for a return <laughs> fire like this or that he he came with a bullet loaded in the chamber ready to fire Mm, (laughs) talking about his evidence (laughs) and everything so i thought that was really neat and he seems like he's enjoying himself in this role
1: yeah yeah definitely and also like how he says, "Oh, uh, uh, being in the roughs learn, uh, taught him to have a proper loom," and like uh, he, <laughs> he's, like, he really sort of tries to dominate the chamber by like for sitting or uh, standing around and try, looking mm-hmm. uh, at all the senators until they are quiet. So yeah, I can really imagine Wax standing there and uh, like being all, um, yeah, great or, or how would you call it, like imposing this this imposing yeah. figure, and. With his comments about, like, the current governor being not that competent and being more about, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know, the, like, appearances, Um, Mm -hmm. I almost wonder whether we're going to see Wax become governor at the end. Um, Could Mm -hmm. be something. Like, he becomes the first elected member or, like, leader of the National Assembly or whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. You could see that happening for him in the end. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Well, you're talking about the um, appearances of people when um, Wax was thinking to himself how um, one of the senators looked, how they were had ghostly skin mm-hmm. and pale hair. And that was how I was picturing era one fashion to be Yeah, mm-hmm. from all the ash in the sky and everything. And it's kind of pulling those comparisons to having one leader like the Lord ruler over everybody. And uh it's kind of a neat little visual juxtaposition because we see wax and we've known him always as this rough
1: mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then he's talking about these powdered uh, senators and everything. So it's kind of a, a neat little observation that he made.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I haven't thought about that that this kind of sort of harkens back to the to the final empire times but it's it mm-hmm. really sort of does like the, and i mean the whole lord um or nobility system that they still have is a remnant of that um mm-hmm. it's uh yeah uh, not sure if that's going to stay around t- till era three um mm-hmm. but yeah but uh going back to the beginning of the chapter um i mean i haven't made much of a secret around it and on previous shardcasts or whatever, but I really adore Starris and, uh, like I love that she, she can be herself around wax. I feel mm-hmm. like, because she, um, when, when he says like, or when she, um, list uh, go through a list and then he goes, is, uh, do you also have a kiss for your husband or whatever written on the <laughs> list? And so, oh no, I must have forgotten that. And like they're really cute <laughs> together and they are. Yeah.
0: yeah. She fits him very well because she's very much prepared and he needs that backup, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, obviously, because he forgot this key piece of evidence that he needed during this meeting yeah. and she uh-huh. she had a copy for him. So <laughs> <laughs> Two coffees actually um yeah we need to talk about their children yes we do maxillium mm. <laughs> okay to be honest i actually kind of like it because i like you know
1: i hate him. it so he's much
0: naming, <laughs> he's naming him after himself that's really yeah.
1: cute uh, i find it almost worse uh, worse than naming him directly after himself like you see if he was maxillium junior <laughs> i could Almost get behind that, but just (laughs) flipping the first letter upside down, basically, and going with Maxillium is—I don't know—it really (laughs) grinds my gears. I don't know why, but I absolutely (laughs) hate that name. And oh no, when I see Brian, I go, "Why did you name that kid that name?" Because he's very adorable, and uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, but I cannot stand the name
0: yeah <laughs> i think it's really cute but there are way too many jokes that can be made and when you name your kid you have to think about all those jokes mm-hmm, of course they're yeah. they're not speaking english so the jokes are going to be a little different from what we're thinking <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> although max is sort of uh, uh, that's the funny thing max sounds more earth like than wax does <laughs> it does but, yeah yeah uh, or is is an earth name earth name actually so yeah <laughs> But also that his sister is called Tindril. Like mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. connection to the era one, of course, and that Staris would be the one mm-hmm. to propose that as a traditionalist. And also like it's Staris who proposes propose it, although she doesn't have Terris heritage, mm-hmm. but uh, Wax does. So it's it's mm-hmm. also again uh, Staris being awesome. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah,
0: I seem to remember um, Wax. So Wax had a uh, Terris name was oh, it yeah, a Sinthu or something, something like that. I don't know yeah, how to pronounce. Yeah. it. But um I wonder if uh Tindwill the younger mm-hmm. <laughs> has um a, another mm. name or or if they're just going to call her Tindwill and really embrace that heritage.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're going to just call her that because mm-hmm. I Wex also isn't on the greatest terms uh, terms with uh, the village or in the terrace mm-hmm. in general, I feel like. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to or they they have given her another name although mm-hmm. it, it would be kind of neat as well yeah if they did that but yeah i think uh for the government people it's going to be a bit of a night oh. not, not necessarily a nightmare <laughs> but a problem that we now have two Tindrills.
0: <laughs> yeah you'll have yeah. to have some kind of nickname for her <laughs>
1: <laughs> tin no two
0: well, it's it's good to see. So, in this six year skip, they have had two kids mm-hmm. after after a year. So, because um, no, Max is. <laughs> see? That's the problem is with five. the name. <laughs> um, yeah. So, that's kind of neat.
1: Yeah, I assume that uh, Tindable is uh, a little younger than Max. Mm-hmm. Um, judging by how she's like um, crying or something at the time, or mm-hmm. like at least clamoring around. But I mean, it's it's nice to see them having kids at all. Like that's not something you see often in in yeah. um, novels.
0: I'm hoping that the addition of children is not going to make um, like Starys take a step back in the story or something. Because oftentimes, once uh, a character is elevated to a mother figure or something, they're mm-hmm. they're not adventuring anymore or something. Yeah. So
1: I, I, it'll be interesting to see how he I handles think- that. That, that it's uh, like it's good here that we are essentially in victorian times in, in era Two because uh i mean that, that back then like they have a governess so it's very common back mm. then to have like a nanny uh for your kids and so i feel like that is a na- neat way of solving it so um steroids True. can go off on adventures uh, at least True. to some extent um, but I feel like in general we won't see much adventuring from Bex and Ceres and more mm-hmm. like politing, pol- politicking and um yeah, uncovering plots and like working through uh, connections, things like that, mm-hmm. while Marasi and Wayne are off in the outer cities doing the really adventurous stuff.
0: Mm. So I wonder with these two chapters being like the first two chapters mm-hmm. of the book, really, um How will this this um, thing that Marcy and Wayne are investigating play into the politics that are happening in the second chapter? Like, it's it's obviously going to be the set. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I feel. I mean, even from the blurb that we went over in the very first episode, uh, (laughs) we (laughs) talked about um, about what what we're going to be expecting in the book. So I'm wondering if these these caverns and then the title, The Lost Metal, and the politics of unifying the cities and Ellendel, I, I wonder how it's all going to play out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Wex thinks about how a lot of the, or at least some of the senators, or at least um, people in the government might be agents of the set as well. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of, yeah, intersection there where they could, um, um, yeah, I don't know, while Marasi and Wayne are off to the outer cities to investigate whatever is going on there, Steris and Rex figure out that, oh no, this senator is connected to this set member or whatever, and then mm. um, they're going to figure out that stuff out that way. Yeah,
0: and but- and what is Milan's um, quest mm-hmm. from Harmony that's got to play into it? Maybe he's oh, yeah. not going to throw away something like that in the very Definitely. first chapter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Harmony, I wonder whether Harmony, or it says it, actually knows who Trell is or w- what Trell is because Wex mm-hmm. um, thinks about it and says, like, um, someone or something that is behind the set. So mm-hmm. either Harmony hasn't told Wax, which I mean, wouldn't be surprising. You don't always, he doesn't always talk to God. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting to think about because like the common theory so far is that it's an avatar of trailers almost confirmed, I think, uh, if I have my WAPS straight. Um, an so, avatar of autonomy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I I really wonder how much Harmony knows about them at this point, um, because they must have done something at least already. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when we think about um, <clears throat> the blurb that said that uh, the city falls under the influence of Trell, um, there must have been something going on already that Harmony could have mm-hmm. um, at least detected, I feel like. Yeah. Did you have anything else to talk about chapter two? And there was one more thing, and that is that we mm-hmm. have a Malvish ambassador in the Senate chamber. Um, right. Yeah. That is, so for those who don't remember, the Malwish are the suddeners that we see in Bands of Mourning that uh, come with the airship, and who Alec mm-hmm. is one of them. And he also mentions the uh, rising tensions there, and... Mm-hmm. it's not surprising that there are rising tensions given how these people deal with their own, like uh, how the Ellendel people deal with the people in the outer cities. But I wonder whose fault it is that they are having tensions with the Malwish already. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so
0: Aradell had stepped down two years back. This is a quote mm-hmm. from the chapter. And it did make some kind of sense that the next governor chosen had been a military man, considering the tensions with the Malwish right now. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: I didn't even pick
1: up on that one so yeah <laughs> and he also mentions it later on again when when because we do have an ambassador there so it's not like mm-hmm. they're complete like bef- shortly before war with, the, with them i feel like it's um, still more maybe it's trade disagreements i could see something about that um but yeah it at least uh yeah I don't know lowers my ex- expectations a little bit that the southern technology has um, advanced much in Ellendale society yeah. Mm. But yeah, that was about it for me, I think. I was. I mean, it was a lot of politicking, so again, mm-hmm. not much action happening, but um, I feel like after the end of the chapter, or at least after the end of the reading, there's going to be some action. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm really excited about next episode, chapter three. Mm-hmm. Uh, please come and join us on 17thshard.com, uh, join our Patreon, our Discord, our forums for all of your lost metal discussion and Brandon Sanderson content discussion. We'd really love to speak with you and hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Bye.